0: record on this let's see it says we're recording here so hit record on this Uh, all right well everybody welcome to another episode of simply finance this is episode 19 And a very special episode, Uh, it's the first guest of the podcast, and no one better to kick it off with than one of my homies, Andrew Mallott. He is a serial investor, big time money man, and um, (laughs) all around hotshot when it comes to trading stocks, so I thought he'd be perfect to have on. So say hi, Andrew.
1: Hey, everybody. No, this is all new to me. And uh, I want to thank Shane for having me on. Um, Shane is completely lying when he says that I'm uh, all about uh, investing and stuff. I'm very new to this. Uh, Shane got me into all of it. Um, So I thought, what a better time to get in than um, right now during this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Marcus Lowe. And I thought it would be a good time to get in. So I contacted Shane and he, he set me up. And uh just to give a little background of, of Shane and I. We've known each other for about ten years. Um, met crap, down at Purdue. Long? It's been ten years. That's right. Holy shit. Yeah. Yep, met down at Purdue, um, freshman year in the dorms. Uh, lived together for three years after that in an apartment and a lot of good times, memories, all that stuff. And a um, uh, little bit more about me. Um in the ag industry i'm an agronomist if you guys don't know what that is it's a it's a fancy word for a farmer pretty much that likes to play in the dirt and plant in soil silence um into hunting all of that stuff shane and i are complete opposites he grew up in indianapolis i grew up in rural northern indiana
0: absolutely yeah polar opposites i think that's honestly why we've been such good friends because we uh we know how to shit on each other and uh Give each other crap about what sure the other one, what other one does, yeah. <laughs> which makes things fun. <laughs> I always like to say, yeah. Andrew uh, Andrew got me into lifting, and then gave it up, and then you know I uh, it got him into investing, and hoping I don't now give it up. So that's kind of our a uh, running joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. He's returning the favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding all right if
1: i didn't get shane in the left and you he would he'd still be in the dorm room i think
0: yeah i would have i don't think i would have uh i don't know think i would have ever left wiley dorms there at purdue i'd still be uh sitting there playing you'd be going for doctors by now hope. oh yeah yeah exactly yeah still... <laughs> <laughs> all right well good stuff so that's yeah that's andrew um like he said, he uh, he's just getting started with the whole investing thing, so I thought he'd be someone really fun to have on here, obviously, with the name of the podcast, it kind of made sense to uh, start off with somebody who maybe you know has a lot of questions, or we kind of just wanted to treat this as a you know an, a random conversation to you know go through anything Andrew might have. I have some fun questions for him, and um, I think with all the different coronavirus news and just how it's constantly affecting the market. Um, it's interesting to hear someone like Andrew, who's, you know, fresh into it and someone who, you know, like me, who's been paying attention to it for quite some time just to get some different perspectives. Um, and especially as we kind of head into this next phase as we're kind of reaching the peak of the pandemic, kind of like what people are going to want to do as far as investing and with their money. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, So I think what I wanted to get started with, Andrew is also using the trading platform Robinhood that I talk about on here a lot. So um, they are not a sponsor or anything. I just have always used them uh, with all their free trading. And it's honestly a really simple platform that's perfect for millennials, in my opinion. It's not complex. There's not all these confusing fees. It's really simple and straightforward. So I was going to just start off and talk to Andrew about, you know, I'd be curious what your thoughts are so far. I know you don't have like a ton of experience of trying out other platforms, but so far as has Robinhood, I guess been a good platform to use.
1: Yeah, you know, Robinhood's been awesome. Uh, Shane told me about it oh probably a year or more from now, um, and I never really did anything with it. I was always scared to get it in investing. Didn't have any idea what I was doing. Uh, and within the last few weeks, like I said, with the COVID nineteen outbreak. Uh, finally got into it. Thought it was a good time, and you know, Robinhood. There's so many platforms out there, and and Robinhood's so simple and easy to navigate and easy to get through, and it's it's perfect for a beginner, and even even you know an advanced person. I think if they want to use Robinhood, I think it's perfect. I mean,
0: it does everything you want it to do. No fees, none of that. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the one of the cool new features that me and Andrew were just talking about this week is uh, now they have partial shares and just kind of to break that down like if you look at any stock and obviously Andrew we, you, you and I know this we talked about it but normally if you wanted to buy like one share of Amazon and if Amazon is trading at $1,800 you'd have to literally spend $1,800 to buy one share That's and so a it's big cool investment. Yeah, yeah it's a big investment I, I always feel like you know even even people I'm friends with that have put a lot of money into the stock market it's still a ton of money to put for one share of anything so a lot of risk yeah.
1: into
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we all like, I talk on here a lot about uh, diversification and uh, Andrew, I don't know if you've listened to any other episodes, but I did, I did like a podcast on diversification and one of the big things that uh, I have. Yeah. Have you? Okay. So one of the big things that Warren Buffett yeah. always talks about is just, that's like key number one to making sure your portfolio is like quote unquote healthy. And when I say healthy, it's really like just as safe as you can possibly make it is just making sure you're in, you know, different industries and different stocks. You don't necessarily want to have like your whole portfolio made up of Amazon, Facebook, Google, like all similar tech stocks. You'd want to have, you know, something in ag and something in finance and something in tech and kind of spread it out. So what you can do with partial shares now is you can just put a flat dollar amount against, you know, Amazon. So if you want to put a hundred bucks against Amazon, you can, you know, put a hundred bucks and get, you know, point, zero one two five shares or whatever that's kind of cool it's kind of a cool new thing they're doing
1: and i think i think the problem i think it takes time i think it takes time to unlock that actually yeah
0: because yeah, i right. i
1: still have to do full shares. i can't do partial yeah
0: oh you can't yet i can't do
1: not yeah, yet i got no. i
0: think i feel like what always happens on Robinhood is they they come out with features and then they don't want to like roll it out to the general thing so they like send you an email or if you get on the app they'll like ask you if you'd be interested and i always just say yes most of the time and then who yep. knows sometimes it's like a day later i know like cryptocurrency i finally got approved yeah. for and that was like two years later after they launched it so i think it just kind of <laughs> that depends
1: was, that was my next thing
0: oh was it okay you want to talk about that
1: yeah well no i was just gonna say you know it's kind of like cryptocurrency too i think you have to be in it for so long or have so much money invested i don't know how they decide or how they unlock it but i think yeah yeah it's just like the partial shares, but
0: cri- cryptocurrency is um, a little bit like, I don't know. sorry, I was just going to say, it's a little bit like, um, uh, what's the right word? It's, it's by state too. So it's similar to like gambling on your phone. Like you have to get approval by state too. So that can kind of screw with things.
1: I see. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how other platforms work. I don't know enough about this stuff, but I mean, I don't know if you can get partial shares right away in all these other platforms or if it's, you know, it takes time to, or what, but,
0: I actually only have used one other platform where I could have partial shares. It might've changed, but back when like yeah. 2014, 2015, when I did like my first big investment with some buddies at Cummins, actually, um,
1: we used uh-huh. to like
0: build like a mutual fund where you could put like up to 30 stocks in and then just put a flat dollar amount in your account and then you just build out the percentages and then it had to equal a hundred, and so that was like a, that, but that was like, yeah. that one had a lot of fees too. Like motifs, a cool, a cool way to do that, but you can just do that on Robinhood now for free. So, and I, you might be able to do that with yeah. um, some of the like larger um, platforms like TD Ameritrade and Merrill Lynch and some of those, but I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest, mm-hmm. but Robinhood's is so simple. I always tell people if they're new. Uh, one of my friends, one of your friends, what? I
1: think that's the way to go. One of my friends has TD Ameritrade,
0: okay. and
1: um, they—I don't think he can do
0: partial shares. He,
1: he didn't know anything about it, so apparently they don't. But
0: yeah, it's not common. I mean, I, I honestly—that's a good—it's a good one to like do some research on because I don't even know how like Robinhood technically handles it. They must be buying like full shares and then letting people on Robinhood split it or something. I don't know that's how that works because you can't—you can't like go out in the market and buy partial shares. Like you can't do that. So Robinhood must be taking more risk. So that's interesting. Okay, cool. So that's good. That's good that you kind of, uh, you know, have tried Robinhood. I think that's something interesting for people to get into. Um, I think the next thing I was going to mention was just, um, I know you are new at this. And so I have like my own, I would say like concepts, theories, or things I tell my friends, you know, what I'm, at least what I'm looking at. But I'd be curious to know like, Okay. You got into Robin hood. You just started like, how did you start looking for stocks? How, when you bought your first one, how did you decide that's the one you're going to buy? Just be curious to like hear how you went through that process being someone brand new to this.
1: I think the first thing that I wanted to do was diversify and I got that from you. And I just read as much as I could, um, on the internet, all these articles, Uh, following what people say and you know diversify get as get as get in get into as many things as you can and I mean that's kind of what I did it's very basic and I I wanted to try it I just wanted to put a little bit money a little bit of money in and uh, just play with it and you know I I, yeah I'm just kind of all across the board and you know I didn't buy anything super expensive and
0: I'm just kind of playing the game and seeing where it goes. Gotcha. Okay. Did you gravitate to certain like companies or certain industries or anything? Like was there, I always ask this Um, because when I, when I got started, I know like I was always interested in like companies I actually cared about or interacted with.
1: um, Energy, fuel, um, stuff like that. I wanted to get into an energy company um, and obviously fuel. And right now, I think a big one or a good one to be in is airlines for sure, mm. since they're down so much. Oh yeah. Um, I did a uh, stock called Micron Technology. I believe they are in with Tesla. Oh, okay. I actually invested
0: I invested in Micron t- a long time ago. Yep,
1: and I believe they. It. I think these like microchips or something in Tesla. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm not really sure, but okay. Um, That's cool. That stock goes pretty well um square i don't know yep. if you've heard of that one. Oh yeah that one too yep. so i'm kind of all over the place just
0: just playing around seeing, seeing what works and what doesn't but do you how have you decided oh. when to buy and when to sell do you have a strategy um, at all in place you're kind of just testing stuff out for now
1: i'm just kind of testing stuff out and i actually just to play uh marathon oil was one i was in
0: oh nice yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Um, it, I bought in at a pretty reasonable, reasonable price. I think right after I got in, it went up quite a bit and I sold them all and I waited till it went way back down and I just got lucky doing this. I think and it went way lower than I I originally bought in. I bought in again and now it's, it's Oh wow!
0: you've already already done a double buy on a stock. That's pretty, pretty impressive early on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was just trying. It worked. So, or so far it's
0: worked. Right, right. That's awesome. Have you have you had any big winners or losers yet? Penn National is my biggest winner, for sure.
1: That's um I think they are in they're in with Barstool. And yeah, I don't know good. how that works. Yeah, I don't know if Barstool or if they bought some of Barstool, but it sounds like listening to Dave Portnoy, um, sounds like they have plans of building casinos and horse racing tracks and different gambling platforms and all this stuff. And, you know, Barstool is booming right now. So I think it's a good one to be in. And I mean, with our generation, those guys up and coming, I think, I think it's a good one to look into, but. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. That was the one you told me about. Uh, I don't know. That was probably back before your wedding. I don't know. We were talking about it on the phone one time. I never got into it, but Yeah. That one I know like popped too. That one was crazy. It did. Yeah. It did.
1: And it's it's down there right now. Um right before the coronavirus outbreak, it was at thirty nine dollars a share, I believe. Okay. And right now I think it's I think it's around fourteen dollars, I think.
0: Oh wow. So but, okay, did you sell then when it went up or did you keep did you hold on to it?
1: Oh uh, no, I didn't have it before the crash. Got it. I got in as soon as it hit rock bottom. It hit, I think it was in the nines and I bought in at 10. So,
0: okay. Nice. That's a good one. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I've been talking on the podcast a lot. I'm like super, super bullish on like airlines. I'm a little bit because they're going to come back. Right. That's going to be one that, and those industries have been around for so long and they always will be. I know. And I keep saying that I feel like where we're at right now, it's going to be one of, I mean, especially if you're like a millennial. I have have an opinion that this pandemic is going to be one of like, I don't know, three or five of the best times of our life to buy into the market. I just don't think we're going to see prices like this, this low. 100%. And I do think though, it's interesting because I think it's been interesting watching the market like over the last, what, three weeks, we've seen upward and downward swings of six, seven, 10% and it's all over the place oh yeah and before that like completely one, a roller coaster if, if one day the any of those stock exchanges were i don't know one to two percent up or down that was like crazy like if you had a stock before all this that was up yeah. one percentage point in one day that was huge so it's super interesting it's like yeah it depends on what the news is it's like bad news everyone's selling. everyone's it's like an extreme situation. So I know it's 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 good to hear that you're testing things out. I know me personally, I end up pulling a lot of our investments out and just holding it in cash for now because I'm just kind of waiting to see. I just took a lot of my winnings yep. and just held on to it. But I think like airlines, I mean, me personally, like I always say this on here kind of like as a discretion because I work in the food industry. But like... I mean, everyone's buying... Think about anything at the grocery store. This is a good one. Like, Think about anything at the grocery store that people are stocking up on and that the larger corporations that own those things, I mean, they're, they're, they're yep. just, they are they're just can't keep up with the demand right now. So like, you know, huge food companies like Hormel, yep. and Tyson, those places, those are going to be stocks too that like they haven't really gone down per se, but you're going to see crazy... They, those could be like good like short-ish term things because you're going to have earnings come out for Q2 I yep. Even some of Q1, it's gonna be booming. I was
1: reading some things too that Warren Buffett was doing the other day. Um, I think he got out of a lot of the airlines he was in, yeah, I, think so. I do believe, yeah. And I think he actually invested a fair share of money into Kroger and okay. uh JP Morgan, stuff like that. So that's stuff to watch too. Um, oh, yeah, not, he's not wild. sure how much,
0: yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it's, it no, was a, it's been wild how I know over like the time frame that I've been you know bit into the market, he's one of the handful of investors that if he buys or sells something, he buys or sells so much that he has to publicly disclose it to the SEC, which then it gets out in the news. It, That's why he's all over the news. Yeah. Oh, and it literally moves the stock price. Like if you're if you're a company like whoever, I don't know, Micron, and all of a sudden the news comes out that Warren Buffett bought a million shares of Micron, your stock price goes through the roof just because so many people hop on. It's so Oh, absolutely.
1: Crazy. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. wild.
1: It, yeah, when he dropped Delta, I mean it yeah, played a big role.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. interesting too. Anything yeah. like online ordering right now? Um, their 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 stock price hasn't isn't cheap. But I'm personally super bullish on uh, Amazon too. I know just from like my bit my my work, the amount of product that they're buying just from us. And I have a lot of colleagues like in the general food industry that sell to Amazon. They're buying so much because they're, I mean, if you go on Amazon today and you try to order something that's prime, like you're not guaranteed to get it for over a week now because they're like prioritizing, you know, food and necessities. So it's been so interesting.
1: What's your thoughts on um, Alibaba? I think that's how it's
0: pronounced. I think that's
1: the, the, isn't that the China version of Amazon?
0: Yeah, exactly. It actually it's, – and it's a little bit different because um, Alibaba, what's interesting about them is you can actually – I was going to pull off my computer. My computer's taking forever. Um, you can pull up, like, I don't know, watches. You can, like, find, like, a watch you really like that you would like to sell on a website here in the United States. And, yeah, it's B-A-B-A, Baba. Um, yep. You can uh, – like order, I don't know, like a thousand watches for dirt cheap. So they like connect Alibaba's big on, it's like connecting almost like anyone in the world. But I think Americans are like some of their biggest consumers. It's like connecting Americans with like the factories in China to get really cheap shit. And you can, interesting. so I've looked at it before, like back when I had like BCBC and some of that, cause we could like import a thousand sweatshirts for like 150 bucks. Really? It's, it's so weird. It's like okay. it's almost like sweat labor, though. It's like, I don't know how it all works. It's probably not how they make a ton of their money, but it's interesting. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, I pulled their thing up. Um,
1: I think everything um, in China
0: got smoked, right? Because they were the first ones to deal with uh, it.
1: Yeah, within the past month, it's been up just a little over 11%.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they're actually on a pretty good rebound over the last three months. Um, I used to actually yeah. own them back in the day before they went public. Um, yeah, it's a they're okay. They're to me, to be honest, I'm always nervous about anything that's China based, just because I don't. I have I don't know. They they have to file the same regulatory things that any other company does, but I just feel like it's harder to understand yeah. the news out of them unless you're just. Looking at um, like their financial earnings, but that's the other thing too I, I did a podcast about this the other day, but I'd be curious to your thoughts on this because since you're someone newer to this, there's like two camps of people that I know that invest there's like the first group of people who are and it's funny my dad right now is like getting into this whole day trading thing because he's been furloughed yep. So there's like this group of people that are like trying to get in and like make money either in a day or they're like, okay, I want to make, you know, X dollars this week. So they're trying to like play the game of like buying and selling in a short term period. I've yep. always been, I've tried that before. And honestly, I, it, to me, it always feels like gambling. So I, you just don't know. You don't know what news, you don't know what Trump's going to tweet or what's going to come out, what's going to happen to swing. Thing. Right. So I've always been one, um, and I talked about it a couple of days ago, I'd look at three things. I look at like the short term performance, like the five day, one month, three month, one year and like three year performance. to see a general trends where they're headed. And then yep. because I'm a nerd and I'm in finance, I go to their financials and look and like pull all their like income statement balance sheet and just look at like, yeah. the it. but then one interesting one that I don't know if people have ever told you about this one, but it's like my favorite thing. I read a book that Warren Buffett like helped write. And he said the most important thing he looks at is like not trends, not financials, but he actually goes. You can see on like Market Watch or any of these good ones, you can go to like their board of directors and their executive staff, and it has all their names. And he actually goes through and like researches all of the, like the executives to like understand like where they've worked, like if they've having like public like they get speeches or written books. You can kind of get a, start to get a feel for like what type of leadership the company's behind. Like, are they? Are they risk averse? Are they like super, super risky? Have they like done, have they fucked something up in the past? But it's funny, like I don't, I don't go down like a crazy rabbit hole of it, but you can definitely like take the CEO, the CFO and like go to LinkedIn and see who they are. And sometimes you can kind of see like what industries they come from and see how those companies performed. That's like really going down the rabbit hole. But that's like what I do if I'm doing like longer term investing. Like, like for me, like I did that with Tesla I was so confident in Tesla that I just like I just keep buying Tesla like I don't care what the stock price is doing I feel like over the next 10 to 15 years it's going to be the next Amazon, Facebook, Google so I just keep buying it
1: speaking, speaking of Tesla
0: have you heard of uh, the Tesla killer yet no what is this Rivian wait what was that sorry you kind of cut out Rivian Rivium. no I haven't heard of that Rivian,
1: yep. I I think Amazon dumped a bunch of money in them. Their stock's not public yet. I guess it's going live in 2021. Okay.
0: How do you how do you spell and
1: it? It's supposed to be the R I V I A N. Uh, oh, Rivian.
0: R I V. Rivian.
1: Yep. I think Amazon dumped a bunch of money in them, and it's oh, supposed to be the next Tesla killer. Oh, yep. Oh it's, wait, uh, I
0: have. Yeah, I have seen this. Yep, it's I am. Um, I'm so all in on that. Showed me this. Their website's wild because they they're like they I feel like they're trying to like be more of like the electric truck leader.
1: They, they have big truck line. Big truck line. Um I think they're actually going to put out some vehicles in 2020 this year. Uh, and then I think yeah, stock goes
0: public next oh, uh, next year. So interesting. Yeah, I I'm I personally yeah. think like the moment Tesla has some real competition cuz right now they have like You have like, you know, Ford, Chevy, some of these bigger companies trying to get into like, I don't know, nothing crazy that they've done yet. But if someone like Rivian can come in and like actually make a competitive product, you'll see kind of what Elon and what they can actually do. Because right now they've just like pioneered electric cars. They haven't really had to deal with a ton of adversity as far as like competition yet.
1: Yep. I think it's a good one to watch for sure.
0: Yeah. That's a good idea. Thanks for the plug. That's great. Yeah. Um... Awesome. Well, I think the next thing I was going to go into, uh, I was curious of um, for you again, I know you're new and you're actually already kind of doing this during this podcast, but do you have uh, I was going to start this. Do you think, or I was gonna say, let's just pick the week's best and worst companies to come this week. And then at the end of the week I can kind of recap how those did. So if you had a, if you had a a bet, what would, let's do one. So let's just do like, if you had to pick one, stock to be a big winner this week what would it be and then one you think is gonna you know hit the fan
1: i think a good one's going to be probably uh any airline i think would be a good one to go with and i don't think it's gonna rebound quick but i do think it's gonna have a steady incline i do believe and then a complete dud yep dud Oh man, I'm kind of looking through a list here, a watch list that I've got, and I don't see anything that's a complete dud. I don't know if I have a pick for you, really. Um,
0: to start, to start off the week, just so you know, Delta, Southwest, and American were all down five percent or worse.
1: Ooh, so I'm 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 not picking good, huh?
0: Well, you never know though; it could come back and be a big week. But
1: it could. I, maybe a food chain.
0: Food chain. Okay.
1: Some, some food chain. Um Yeah, that's actually another good chain, one. Like
0: they're all do, they're all doing drive through, but that's like it right now.
1: Man, that's tough. And I don't know, um I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Logan's Roadhouse. I'm sure some people have. Pretty big chain, kinda like a Texas Roadhouse. Right. Um last week they announced that they were firing all their employees and discontinuing
0: business. Done. Like actually shutting the whole chain down. Done. Done. Oh, wow. I yep. did not know that. Yeah.
1: So that's hard on some of these companies, you know? I mean, some that's like a big they, chain
0: too. That's not like you, a little mom and pop place. No. Right. Well, that's, yeah. It actually is a good, to, I mean, you, that's kind of a good leeway into, I was curious, I mean, this, this is like, obviously a, it's hard not to be like heavy coronavirus talking in anything right now, but so just, I mean, Andrew kind of mentioned it, but like you are from a very rural part of Indiana with a lot of, mom and pop kind of places, right? Like I would say like a lot of the restaurants and a lot of the businesses in general are probably family owned and smaller and in, in some regard. How are like, I live in, I'm in Chicago. So I, it's a totally different scenario here, but I'm curious to hear like how, if you've heard much in that same kind of token as Logan's, like is, is everyone struggling or is there anyone that's kind of, you know, staying afloat?
1: It's, 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 I mean, it's affected places and definitely slowed their business some. I don't think anybody's going to lose their business here locally. Um, What a lot of these, we have enough factories in town too. And what a lot of these companies are doing um, at least once or twice a week, they will order from one food restaurant in our town. That's cool. So, and they'll give them back hundred percent of the tip. So, and I know all the factories are doing that. So they're trying to, you know, spread the business, keep these people going and, and stuff. It's kind of a small town effort. So, Oh, that's cool. So um, actually like as far as effect. I, together.
0: That's cool. I mean, I hadn't heard of that yep. before. So people are like yep. banding together to like, help. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Cause that probably can help like at least like spread yeah. cash flow for a week or a couple of weeks.
1: Yep. Yep. And I mean, you know, a factory, here's two, three, 400 employees. That's, that's pretty good food bill. So,
0: right. And, and right. to
1: give back hundred percent tip, you know, that's it's good. It keeps them going.
0: Oh, for sure. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then what were you going to say, like the larger ones, the factories and stuff?
1: Um, No, I mean, everything here is considered essential, so everybody's working pretty much. So, I mean, it's not really affecting factories, but...
0: Gotcha. Yeah. It's kind of the same old... And for you, like, even as an agronomist, I'm sure it's not... Is Is it, like, impacting you guys at all?
1: Not at all. No. It's business as usual. Okay. Yeah, everything's the same. Um, we've had more remote meetings and stuff. Um, you know, Zoom meetings and all that.
0: Okay. And, yeah. Um
1: But nope, other than that, it's business as usual and everything keeps moving.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And I apologize for the barking and my Pete likes Pete, my chocolate lab, likes to bark at every single person that walks by our house, so <laughs>
1: I'm sure.
0: Uh, oh, fun fact too, Andrew is a uh, a official drone pilot now too. Big
1: yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, got my license. The uh, you cra- part one hundred seven.
0: Part one hundred seven. Have you crashed it yet? Yep. You no, did?
1: I have not. Oh, that's good. No, oh. no, no. no <laughs> certainly not. Oh,
0: that's, good. that's good.
1: Big things to come in the ag industry with drones.
0: Well, actually, that's kind of what I wanted to jump into next. That's what I was thinking of is it's funny. So a little more background. Like I have it, you know, like a DJI drone, which I've had for a couple of years and like very, you know, it just, just fun drone flights. You know, I've had like an Instagram page where I, you know, post videos and photos and stuff. And when I had like a, a yep. clothing brand I launched a few years ago, I used it for a lot of like, you know, aerial photography. And it's funny now to think like five or so years later even from then to now, how much that industry's taken off. And i be, you're more into it now on like the, like really like the ag and industrial side of what drones can do. But I, I was actually going to ask you, it's interesting to think about that as an investment opportunity. If that's going to continue to take off, I don't really have off the top of my head, like good brands to invest in. Cause there's not, I don't think there's a ton that are public. But
1: I'm not sure either. Yeah, you know, as far as investing, but right. I think I mean drones have so much power and there's so much technology there, and you just you know it's it's something to keep an eye on the way things are progressing in the future, and and
0: it's just insane what they can do. And yeah, I think it's something to watch. Well, it's funny, yeah, because like even the drone I had like takes pictures, and now the one you have that you guys use at work, you know, spreads fertilizer, right? I mean, it's crazy.
1: Yep, yeah, spreads fertilizer and sprays
0: chemical and all that stuff. Yep. That's so nuts. I mean, I always think yeah. that's that's an interesting place to kind of get in and play. Is um, I feel like you guys in the ag industry have a lot of like underlying businesses like that that you guys get into. And I always have always felt confident in the past. Like when I hear you guys are getting into it, like there's yep. some feet behind it, and like it, it might be a good idea to like think about companies that are in that kind of sector. I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Something I'll have to look into, though I haven't I haven't looked into that much,
0: so right, yeah,
1: that's a
0: good one. Yeah, it just could be. You no, know, I don't know. It's one of those things, like long term. I don't know what it turns into, but um, you know, if the ag and yeah. is buying into it, you know, I don't know, it can just keep going up. Uh, right. Well, cool. Um, I think the other funny thing, fun fact: Andrews from a county in Indiana that finished in the final four of uh, the coronavirus. Yep. I don't know what you want to call it. Coronavirus I had my own uh, running rally? What do you want to call it? Championship? Yeah, championship. I guess that's Indiana better.
1: Coronavirus State Championship. Yeah. I had my own running bracket in my head. I never made it. and made one public, which I should have.
0: You should have, yeah. I mean, did you figure out who, who it was who finally ended up ruining it for you guys and not taking home the whole entire championship? So to give it more context, there was a <laughs> – inside joke me and Andrew had on you know a bracket because there's no basketball right now on who the last county in Indiana to get a coronavirus case was and uh they almost won it all. Yeah. almost won it all haven't
1: heard a name uh heard some rumors that he made some stupid decisions and cost us the championship <laughs>
0: that's so funny I thought it was gonna be you Andrew decided to go out to Iowa Oh, uh, what, two weeks ago in the middle of all this for work. So Yeah.
1: So um I had to go out for a quick business trip actually for some drone training. Um to learn how to set up flight plans and, and spray uh chemical and spread fertilizer. Um I was pretty nervous. Yeah, I was definitely nervous. But the yeah. state of Iowa, they they aren't even they're not on a uh what's it a state home yeah. order?
0: Oh, they want no, to last they're year not I didn't, I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, they're they're not at all. And uh yeah, it's yeah, I was very nervous, but made it back unscathed.
0: Safe, so, safe and yeah, good to go. Safe. It's so interesting. Yeah. And I think another thing yeah. that was funny I wanted to mention, it's it's interesting to, uh, you know, we, I feel like a lot of what we talk about on here is is like um, stock related, but you also, not directly, but kind of directly, have had some small business experience yourself with your own family business that you guys had for a little while. I thought it'd be interesting to kind of sure. just explain what you did it's, fu- it's not funny but interesting now to think like with everything that's going on with this even like the industry you were in probably would have been really affected and just kind of like i think a part of oh, people that listen exactly. to this are interested in small businesses so it'd just be interesting to kind of hear what you did and your background there and, you know, tie into if anyone knows who andrew is they sure. know, he's an avid deer hunter so it's an interesting tie to kind of end this whole thing
1: Yep. And that's, that's, that's what we did. My family was in the uh, hunting business for about 25 years. We ran a archery pro shop for, oh yeah, all, all 25 years. And we did some taxes every two um, along with that. And if this would have hit us, definitely would have been, it probably would have been it for us for sure. You think so? Well, um, right? oh, being from a small town and yeah. Yeah. And they don't consider it essential. Yep. Absolutely. I would I think, you. I think it
0: would have done it. Because if you think about it, I mean, to give everyone a little more context, like you basically, you guys had a business in the downtown of where you guys were. You guys, yeah, like you sold right. a lot of like hunting, I, I'm I'm going to butcher this, but you sold like a lot of hunting, like bows and like equipment for hunting. And you guys also yep. had like a, a, yep. a, right. a range, right? To like shoot.
1: Indoor range. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And all this stuff would have hit right in one of our busiest times too. That's, oh, that's yeah, what have really been
0: the hardest insane. Yeah. right yeah. yeah
1: right in the winters when probably yeah. so yeah yeah it would have been bad it would have been interesting to see what would have happened, but thankfully uh we decided to get out my parents wanted to slow down a little bit so
0: yeah guess we didn't have to find out so that's okay right oh, that was perfect no i know it just it, it I thought of it today because it's interesting to think of you know i think right away we all think of like restaurants and things that we all don't go do like normally, like on a weekend, like, what do we all go do? Those places are closed. We're all, you know, probably at this point starting to get tired of not being able to go do that stuff. But at the same time, someone like your family, like that was, think about getting your hair cut. Right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, had to have my wife cut my hair
0: last and, week. Right. It's crazy. Like think Couldn't about take it. Anymore. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and that's what I heard yep. today was, um, the, the new estimate that came out is saying that I think, by the end of April, 20% of the U S workforce will be on unemployment and the great depression, I believe was 25%. So, I mean, we're nearing that and that's why I guess to tie this all together, what my whole point was, was uh, it's an interesting time to be investing because if that's, if no one's working and the economy shut down, I don't, it doesn't really matter what news is coming out. I think it's going to be an interesting, honestly, month or two still. And I think I personally am on the on the side of thinking that things could just keep getting a lot worse, like we actually could have some really good buying opportunities in I few- don't
1: yeah. I don't think it's over at all no. no, no, I don't think it's over, and I think if you're a newbie to this and you're listening to this, I think now's a good time to get in and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree i agree it's it's probably if if you're someone new, this could not be a better time to kind of stumble on. Investing and just kind of like getting into this, I think it's uh, it's kind of a, honestly, it's a blessing if you're someone who's never done it and you know, always wanted to. Like, there's it is. time than right yeah. now. Yeah, awesome. Well, cool. Well, honestly, awesome. that's the biggest yeah. thing I had. The la- I do have one final question for you. If you had to, pick you got it. What your is it? favorite or stock ticker? What would it be? Interesting question.
1: You know, I've never really <laughs> thought of it. But, as I scroll through a list here i like i like Google's
0: oh yeah, goog goog, yeah yeah, that's a good one, yeah 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 I like goog. yeah um if i i'm gonna answer this question as well um i have so yeah, i got- have I have three that I really like, but there's one winner, so the okay. one I like, do you know what slack is, no so it's, we use it at we use it at my work and it's like a um it's kind of like it's like social media but for work and it's how you like tech you like basically like message each other and you have like channels that are like topic specific oh, it's so like could, the old skype but way better yeah so there's yeah, like there's the cuz it's there's cuz people use it for work They're there they they snag the this stock ticker work W O R K. I think that one's funny nice and then um I always loved like Southwest Airlines. They just use love. L U V. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah. And yeah. but no, my favorite and I found this one today on accident. Harley Davidson. Hog.
1: Never looked at it. What is it?
0: Hog. H O G.
1: Yeah.
0: How good is that?
1: Is that your is that your winner? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my winner. Yeah, oh, yeah. Harley Davidson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good old HOG hog.
1: <laughs> that's cool enough to invest in.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. I, I saw it today. I'm like, I got to buy it now. Just say I'm in hog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got some shares. Of hog. Yeah. yeah, I got some shares. How many shares of hog you got? Yeah. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Too funny. Too funny. But anyway, uh, thank you, Andrew, for joining. I appreciate you being the inaugural host. Hopefully someday, if this is a little more. Popular, we'll look back and uh, think how funny this first episode like, this movie was. Yeah, yeah, right. And we'll definitely do more of I'm these. A, I, I'm be... a
1: newbie in the investing world, and a...
0: go ahead. Sorry, say that again. Oh, I, I, I didn't said I'm a off. newbie
1: in the investing world and a first-time podcaster. So,
0: oh yeah, For, yeah. This is honestly this is my first interview too, so I'm pumped. Um,
1: yeah, hopefully, I, I'd love to have we'll you back, back on.
0: on. It'll be fun to. Um, have you on like in a few months honestly once this coronavirus pandemic is kind of on the other side of it and you've had some more time to hop in it'd be fun to kind okay. of go in on the yep. next level deeper and and kind of chat and keep up on this i think it'd be kind of fun to have this as like a check-in every couple months and see how things are going and just keep sharing knowledge and helping people out so
1: it would yeah watch me freak out when the market's actually stable and i don't know what to do after that it's <laughs> kind of fun now when it goes up
0: so. well the funny thing fu- i was gonna say the funny thing is now yeah. it's like it could be good or bad but normally it's not this exciting normally it's a little more boring every day you don't have to like freak out and pay attention to it so much I know. too funny
1: i know i'll really have to try once it starts getting get normal again. exactly exactly awesome
0: cool well again thank you so much andrew podcast guest number one and um we'll talk to you soon man yep have a good one all right you too buddy oh hey there everybody not quite done yet. Just wanted to add a little ending to today's episode. Uh, If you look in the show notes, don't forget there's a few links there. The first one being a link to um, my stock market rebound tracker. This is essentially a free Google Sheet tool for any of you to use and share with your friends um, that just basically maps out the stocks that I am keeping an eye on, uh, potentially looking to invest in and really just wanting to keep on the radar. So definitely check that out. And then if you are new to investing and really want to try it for yourself, uh, I would suggest using the second link in the show notes, which is basically a link to Robinhood, which is the platform I use for all of my investments. You get free trading, no commission fees whatsoever. And by the way, Robinhood is not a sponsor of the podcast, Um, but you will be able to get a free stock uh, by signing up using my link. So get after it. Try out some investing. Uh, Thanks again for listening. And most importantly, stay positive. Have a good day and I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.